gathered here today to celebrate the life and times of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 3, which has sadly departed. Dearest Teresa, too well loved to ever be forgotten. We will miss you. Rest in peace. We're setting a somber tone this evening with Sissy That Pod as we mourn two of the fan favourites who have sashayed away to a better place. But if you want to pick me up, you can get tickets to our live show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you want to come and join us live and give out about this season, then come along on the 25th of November. Family flowers only. Do you know what I discovered today in doing research for a tweet? Um, oh, which yeah. obviously is not something that you research all that much uh, is that the 25th of November of this year is going to be the 37th anniversary of the recording in a Notting Hill studio of Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid <gasps> oh. so come along to mark Duh. the occasion <laughs> we can give you all rolls <laughs> you can yeah, take the Bono line Bagsy Kylie <laughs> Well look Not gonna lie with you listeners It is a contentious episode There was a lot of Contrasting opinions We'd love to hear what your thoughts were We were joined by the fantastic Shane Dan Byrne To get into it So we're not gonna keep it from you There's a contentious reading challenge There's a contentious snatch game And boy oh boy There's a contentious double elimination So let's get into it Shane Danburn, thank you for coming back on the podcast. Are you not enjoying Drag Race Season 3 as much as we are? It's not that I hate it. I just feel like it was so good last year that it's really just like, oh, okay. So we all had really high expectations. I did anyway. And I just kind of think there, it's like there's something weird going on. Yous will know because yous know about things. My boyfriend said something about they recorded it in like 12 days or something. Is there something like this happening? Yes. So rumours abound that they had an extremely tight recording um, period because they were also recording an international All-Stars immediately after it. And so every challenge was filmed more or less in a day so, and there was no rest days in between. So that by the time it gets to this many days in, this is like six or seven days of non-stop working and everyone's exhausted. Yeah. Do you know what? Maybe that explains some of the questionable decisions from RuPaul because he's just tired. He's tired and he's narky and he hasn't got his rest. Yet. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, she needs. Probably, she probably gets more rest now than the others. Uh, I I do think though that that uh, RuPaul this in this episode, I've never seen him so pushy about people actually kind of do this character. No, no, do this character. Do this character. Like he really was like, I'm I'm casting the show I want to watch. Oh, you think you're going to do Sailor Black? No, no, actually, you're not. I think that's a direct relate, like correlation to last week where it didn't go the way he wanted to go. I remember he was like, first and foremost, I didn't check your storyboards, so the you know the blame lies with me. So this is him being like, we're not going to have a mediocre snatch game. I'm going to make sure they do all the right people. And I think that's why everyone basically the whole- was told to change. Yeah, I mean, they got, nearly all of them were, were they? Five of the seven were suggested. Well, Amy Childs, he didn't suggest anybody, but it was hinted not to do Amy Childs. Yeah, which I think he could have done a great Amy Childs, but... Uh, well, I could have. <laughs> um, uh, no, but uh, I don't know. I just, yeah, I suppose it is because of last week. Last week was really bad. And I do think it was good yeah. to see, like, because sometimes those 
scenes they do, those are just shocking. And that was one of the worst ones ever. Yeah, and I think that you could really see with that 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 was people who probably were, if they even had like a day to rest or like a day to just not have to be creative, they probably would have had energy to come up with better ideas than they eventually came up with. Because they all ended up doing super basic, just like fart jokes and stuff. Because probably when you are knackered and someone says, quick, I need you to like think of something, you, you just go for that lowest common denominator. Um, but yeah, I was glad there was no winner last week. And then they made up for it this week by also saying, you are so shite that we're actually sending two of you home. Get out of here. We don't even care. We'll just send you all I, home. Go on. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they're going to fill the rest of the episodes. There's only five of them left. Yeah, how many episodes are left? Four. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> it was there with Vanity. I thought Vanity had a very interesting kind of out of drag storyline this episode because we see her stride at the top being like, I know, a very intense and unenjoyable level of shade with the, so you've got to rely on that one talent for the rest of the season. And she seems to not be joking. And then this gets brought up to her for the rest of the episode. And then she's like, yes, yeah, sorry, I don't know why I said that that was a bit mean. I think that's the first bit of humility outside of maybe a mirror moment setting that we got to see from Vanity because I think she's normally quite shy. Yeah, I think she is shy. And also I think she's scared and it feels, I actually find it uncomfortable to watch Vanity because she just seems too scared. Mm. I think even if she was playing to at her very best, it would still be subpar. And I just don't think she should be on it. And I think that's bad casting. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. Because I think that she, like the whole story with her is that she only started doing drag in 2020. So literally she's like, ne- like she's only ever been a pandemic lockdown queen. She's never had the experience, like never, she hasn't got an extensive amount of experience of, like working with a crowd or in, like in that I think that she would have been much better because her aesthetic is quite good and she'd have probably been much better waiting a couple of years to go on once she'd built up a bit more stage presence because she does just feel panicked all the time and in that sort of like where, you're, where your brain is shut down and you don't know what to say and you're just trying to you're panicking looking for anything like rabbit in the headlights vibes all over her yeah, but I kind of relate to that a bit. I had a very exciting 2020 in terms of comedy and I got lots more attention than I had in 2019. And I didn't have a, any previous comedy history before that. But when then, <laughs> then when now when that things are opening up or whatever, you have to rise to the challenge. You can't, even if you're scared, you have to be brilliant. You have to be absolutely brilliant. You have to find a way to dig through that. I was so scared of all the gigs at the moment and I've had bigger gigs than I've ever had before. But you have to find a way to go, okay, this is terrifying, but make your plan, get organized and just really work so hard to make sure it's the best. That's what's expected. And she's not, she hasn't got enough, maybe not enough performance experience at all to know how to do that, digging it, to dig it out of the bag or whatever. Mixed metaphors there. Next is the mini challenge, which is the reading challenge. Uh, I thought this was the best reading challenge in UK history, which is low, a very low bar. Um, but interesting to see that the curse of the British Reading Challenge continues. Crystal won it. She went home the same episode. Sister Sister won it. She went home the same episode. And now Sharitza May wins it. And she's gone home oh. the same episode. So don't try and be a funny bitch in front of RuPaul or she will just <laughs> kick you right out of that competition. <laughs> but I thought there was a, I thought Sharitza, Ella and kitty i thought we're all quite strong like would, would win it easily in any of the other seasons i thought yeah i just think it was a bit boring though like i feel, I feel like it was just a bit boring there was nothing very creative or whatever it was just kind of a bit dull and those are the things that are really annoying when they don't do them well this whole episode of snatch game yeah. too it's like you know you can get it ready 
you should from day one. I know they only met like a week ago when this was filmed or whatever, but you should be going into your hotel, write notes on what I say about each one, because at any someday that's going to happen and you want to have really good ones. I mean, I'm sure they do. And that's the best I they can do. And I feel like they are in a whirlwind of pressure. And they also haven't been on stage for a good long chunk of the last two years. I know they're, they're back earlier in England, but not that long. So it's kind of like still getting, they're still finding their feet. I, I, I also thought that this, this reading challenge, it had like, like it was, it was definitely didn't have the like super terrible low points of some of the like other reading channel challenges, but I don't, it didn't have any kind of like laugh out loud moments in it either. And a lot of the times and it's the same thing in the snatch game. And it, there's like almost a formula now that the Queens are kind of, there's a formula of jokes the Queens are using in these sort of challenges that, they they do lack a bit of originality and like even who's one of us just like river way or whatever it is like you, you people work that in because rupaul said at one time and it just are like you know kind of like oh the the fat the fat joke about kitty like it just all is a little bit and then scarlet was like super angry which which kind of made me uncomfortable because it felt like she was just going to go across swinging um at the rest of them but it just it, it didn't have anything it, it but I feel you chose like the three to... worst and used them as the example. I thought Sharitsu was really good. I thought that that when she went to read somebody and was like, oh no, that's for Ella. And she's like, oh, but your wigs are awful. Oh no, that's for Scarlett. I thought that that was a new format to those jokes that I hadn't heard before, which I thought was quite good. And I thought Sharitsu did a great job at that. And I thought Kitty did it well as well. Well, I think Teresa is naturally mm. extremely funny. That shouldn't be mm. the case though. It shouldn't be the case of, of yeah, for the UK. Like we should expect gold star standard all the time, isn't it? Isn't it the Olympics of drag? I don't well, know. I think you can. I only compare yeah. it against yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. what I'm trying yeah. to do. I, I just I don't know. I do just feel like they're you know at all of the different sort of things that working against them. It's what you said, Shane. Like these guys are in they're in hotel rooms on their own for eight, nine, ten hours a day, and that's the point where with this challenge in particular, you know it's coming. You can be sitting down every day and starting to kind of like, or every night, like, and actually thinking, right, well, what can I come up with that would be funny to say to this person, to say to that person? Um, and you did see some of them refer back to stuff that had happened in the immediate previous challenge, which made me think that, like, obviously, like, that was on their minds. But, um, yeah, it felt like th- there was a lack of preparation. And it was weird because this was really underprepared. And then the Snatch Game felt, like, really overprepared for some of them. But then other ones just had one joke for the entire thing and they laughed at it all the time. Stupid Macaulay Culkin. That was terrible. Well, let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I, I get, uh, Macaulay Culkin, let's, let's continue with that. Like, yeah, it was the same joke over and over again. I did kind of find it funny each time, to be honest. And I was like, surely it's not going to do too well with the judges. It is the same joke. I did appreciate the commitment to the character, especially since it's a character that they absolutely had not prepared whatsoever. I assume they went on their phone and were Googling. But that's not the character. That's the front cover of the box. Yeah, but it's a character. It's it's a character that he was presenting. It's it's an improv. No, but that that Macaulay Culkin character is full of like energy and verve and protects his house. Where were the little Tonka trucks? Where was like any kind of thing? And that like, ah, I'm so scared. To everything that wasn't even what that was about. That was about put, being sore because you put clone on a. Tr- no, they yes. would not accept that from someone else. They only would have taken that because RuPaul said you have to do this, and then he did it, and they were all like, "Oh my god, amazing! We can't send you home now," even though it was just one joke repeated that was was only literally a reference. I to the also the just like feel like dress up as a famous lady, please. That's what I want. This thing of like I'm gonna be <laughs> yeah. a boy, a small boy. Okay, like, but it didn't even have a, like he just was wearing a jumper. 
and it was just kind of like the jumper <laughs> that Macaulay Culkin had for a short portion of the film. Like that's not it. That's it. Wasn't even Christmas. It wasn't. Enough. No, but he yeah. has. He he does wear that jumper, <laughs> a jumper that color. But I just think no. Like what? What is the plan? You know when they were doing the walkthrough and they say or whatever it's called when RuPaul talks to them, and they always say in Drag Race, "What's the rule of improv?" And they say yes and. The other, the other really important thing for improv is listening. That's that's how this works. That's how you stay present. That's how you stay alive in improv because you're listening. And when none of them, like you can't just scream back to the, when the question is, whatever the question, you can't just, Macaulay Culkin can't just say the bit from the film in the film. That doesn't make any sense. Like, yes, I'm not looking for like yeah. really strict story arcs here. I, I'm, I'm not uh, going to be like that, but. It makes no sense if you said that Macaulay Culkin didn't even say that in the film. The man in the film in in the film said that like it doesn't even make any sense. No, it makes no sense. But I think Scarlett was listening and he was all she was listening to was RuPaul laughing. I was like, I'm just going to yeah. keep doing this until RuPaul stops finding it funny, I guess, is, is, is how she did it. Yeah, look, it wasn't the best that game, but I, I guess I did enjoy it, even if it was very, very basic like it, there wasn't a medium snatch game a medium snatch yeah yeah i think that's probably fair like i thought it was interesting how they were describing uh crystal versace's uh, and um vanity milan's performance in being that they were just using the fun that another character had already found so i suppose at least um scarlet is getting points for having found the fun in a new caricature i i just find this like i I guess like you know you know drag race judging is not like it it isn't like an olympic sport it doesn't need to be standardized it doesn't need to be sort of so it can be a bit all over the place but like they've never read or come for a queen before who's done like an, an an interpretation of an existing character and a lot of times people that is like your go-to is you're doing a version of a particular character and, and i Jebba Collins is a character. Yeah, well, no, more so like, you know, a fictional character who then it's like the actress who played them, but you're obviously mm. like, say, Dame Maggie Smith or whatever, you know, like that, that sort of thing. And I just was like, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand why they, they like, I didn't understand why. It felt like sort of Graham said that and I was like, well, that sounds clever. And then Michelle was like, yes, I agree with what Graham just said about this being a reproduction of an already existing. But I think I remember when we, when we heard that a charity shop, so it could be one of the characters. I remember you saying, I don't think there's any point making a character out of a character. And that's basically the same thing that Graham was saying in this, which is... Oh, well, look at you. Remembering things I've said and then turning them back around on me. <laughs> but it's true. It's like you're already just bringing the character that someone has already developed. Whereas the fun in this is... I think there's a the mid-ground, character. though. There's both. You can have both. You can have... Like, I always think if I was to going on Snatch Game, I'd do somebody that there already is a famous impression of. Like if there was like somebody who's already done a pretty an impression because someone else has done the work to find all the intricacies and the little bits that for some reason are just funny. Some impressions work that where there's nothing there's nothing to do with the person. It's just an they've added on. Sometimes in drag race, I think they get celebrated for that, but it doesn't work. Like I remember Blue Hydrangea just did Mary Berry really dirty and everyone loved it. And I was like, well, what's the but like that's not enough. I was like, there's no wit in that for me. And I, I think harking back to being being the impersonator, like the drag queens from the club, that's not enough to do like, oh, sex or whatever, tits. Like it's not enough to then come and do it if you're. It's part of a tradition or whatever. And when there's amazing impersonators who only love to do that and then get themselves face morphed by surgery to look like Cher or whatever, I'm like, you don't have to go that far. But I don't know. There is something I think you can do and take whatever approach, but it is 
be funny though. It unfortunately it is. Funny's hard. And but also I think yeah. what we hear in this episode is Crystal gets more points for coming out of her shell than Scar than Charitza does for having been funny before Snatch Game and being the same level of funny. You know, like Crystal acted a bit and they were like, Oh, well done for you for coming out of your shell. And I'm guessing that's why she was left out of the bottom three. Whereas Charitza was always funny, so that wasn't a growth for her, so she doesn't get points for it. Which yeah, I think that her. as well. I thought that was a bit mean. I would have felt, I would have been really pissed off if, like, she doesn't do well. Yeah. yeah I don't think she did do that well at all. Like, some bits, it was kind of like Charity no. Shop Sue. That's fine. But it was like, well, there was nothing there. And she also looked really scared as well. She looked like she was nervous, and I was like, I felt like it was uncomfortable looking at her. She looked like Halloween costume. <laughs> like, it looked like some kind of weird zombie thing. I don't know what she looked like, but it was she like, if it would have taken me a lot. I understand the, 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 the top. I understand the hair a bit. But there was no joke in it. Like, there, was, there wasn't any joke. Whereas at least Teresa gave that one joke that we saw. And look, we yeah. don't know what was actually there on the filming day. But it was one joke of, do people ask me if I'm a natural ginger? And I take out a picture of my phone and I show a picture of my kids. It's like, okay, you know, you've subverted our expectations. That's a joke. I didn't hear any of that from Vanity or Crystal or definitely not River. I, I do feel like the biggest crime that Teresa committed was not doing share and like making RuPaul... Mm angry that like how dare you not listen to my mm-hmm. great advice because like i thought charita first of all like we, we talk about the runway looks i thought charita's runway look was really cute i i, I, re- I like really enjoyed it i thought she looked great and i thought her performance was super solid um it was like, yeah safe, I thought it was by safe, comparison yeah. to what else was on there so i was like it, it just felt like they were looking for a reason to put her in the bottom because they had this story of like rupaul giving this great advice about doing share and kind of wanting to send a message to the queen's if RuPaul tells you to do share, you do share. I was thinking that as well. Like, that just seems ridiculously unfair. Like, even Kitty Scott Claus going from Scylla to Gemma Collins. Like, I, Dane, how did you find your uh, her Gemma Collins? I would have really wanted a Scylla. I like Scylla Black a lot. Um, and I really would have yeah. liked it. I love, I in the same way I like Lulu, I like those ones who've been around for years and just kind of still are normal yeah. people. Um, so I love as in terms of like your divas that's the kind I like just like working class girls doing singing um, I like that <laughs> yeah. but like I would have liked and I think she would have done a really good job and it would have been like like the season one of the UK had a good snatch game wasn't it? they had a bag of chips and and yeah, oh, Donald, they, and Trump Donald Trump and, yeah. yeah they had loads of good bits and I think that I, I think maybe the RuPaul advice stifled it a little bit because I think that was yeah that was Gemma Collins but like actually everyone can do that like it's memeified so much we know we've seen how many times have you been hung over and watched scrolled and scrolled of just a Gemma Collins thing like we know like and it's also quite a few years even since she's not big brother it's gone on a while I think to do Silla Black would have been a much better choice and she would have been much more because I think even though she does lots of like current pop culture and meme and twitters jokes I think Katie Scott Claus is funny in a kind of old-fashioned showman kind of way and I think she would have done it would have suited her sense of humor better to do to do Scylla Black so I think and I think she would have won I can I felt like today as soon as they said Snatch Game I was like it's hers to win she has to yeah I Um, thought so too yeah yeah I I actually completely agree with you I I think that deciding to switch to do Gemma Collins because it's exactly what you said those memes those quotes like anyone can do them like we all know them so far we've seen them so much like I was looking at that thing we've seen this version of Gemma Collins an awful lot and I actually think that that Kitty Scott Claus is is much funnier than that and that like that little tiny like sort of 
five seconds of Scylla Black, the impersonation we got, I think was better than the Gemma Collins impersonation. Like it was, I was really excited yeah, we were going to get a Scylla Black because she just like, she is such a British icon. And then the way that Rue is steering people away from doing kind of like these like British icons and being like, oh, you know, but is this person going to be like recognized on a world stage or kind of is this a person who I've heard of? Like, I just, I, I think that really detracted from the overall thing. Like it was probably a good idea for Elle of a Day to do Nigella. That was a really good swap. But like we're, we need a Scylla Black impersonation as much as we need a Kerry Katona and a Bet Lynch we need a Scylla Black yeah no, I, I want a Scylla Black one as well but I, I like I don't know if you could do Gemma Collins that much better than that for that same reason because all of the quotes have already been done so yeah I, but it's like that's the best we could like her that much like you know what I mean it was just like just it's so formulaic what was Ella Day gonna do originally um she's gonna do Mystic Meg which is what Sister Sister did last year season or yeah and i really didn't want that because i was like we've seen the psychic we've heard all the jokes and even even elva day was made that like oh i didn't see that one coming i was like we've heard that joke so many times don't do anything sister sister does no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a rule of mine <laughs> um, no i thought nigella was a good choice mm. and i also think elva day could have done jane mcdonald because i feel like she just is jane mcdonald <laughs> and i just love i like a drag queen like i'm a bit of a traditionalist in some way i like a drag queen that's like a man done up like a lady and i'm kind of like i haven't been that interested in elva day but I'm really growing on me every week. She really is because I just like, yeah, that's a man yeah. like, for sure. <laughs> like, yes, Crystal is fantastic. And you're like, geez, every time she walks around the thing, you're like, fucking hell, she looks incredible. And that's all wonderful. And the, like, looks like a woman, looks like an alien, all that stuff. And gradually fabulous. Um, but I do kind of love a up. Yeah, no, I know. Like, I'm a lady. I do kind of like that as well. And I would have liked him to be Jay McDonald's because I think that's who I see every week is Jay McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but no it's that sort of like you know Blackpool cruise performer like that sort of like that is the vibe that Elle of a Day gives off um, and yeah and I think is really growing on me we see, we saw more of the personality out of drag this week and, and like I think even when you get into like them speaking before the runway about kind of their past like you see like how someone can be so ashamed of their identity that they like push it down and they don't want to let the campness that's inside them out and like you can understand then why maybe they have been sort of more reserved and now as they're feeling more comfortable you're starting to see more of this sort of light that's coming out of them um but yeah i i would have liked a few more kind of camp british icons yeah because we haven't had a barbara windsor either yeah like nigella was someone on my list that i really watched for a long time so it's a lie that we got her even though i did think she began to lose it by the end that last joke about the grazing gowns and stuff i was like okay like the the alliteration worked with the reverse cowgirl but then that last joke kind of didn't really work but it was still very good and i still enjoyed like the manner do we need those you're talking about that mirror moments when they're all you know you you learn more about them or whatever and they said they learned more about scarlet do we really need every week a big giant one of them i think that it's become so much like i felt like do you know what yeah coming out dreadful parents dreadful do we need every week to think about that (laughs) can they not just dress up and dance around for us like i just feel like do i need to be reminded it feels so much i'm like this should be what i want from it is like queer show for queer people gays doing things yes i want more diversity in terms of the gender whatever but i also feel like if it happens if we're just left with loads of gay men 
let the gay men put on dresses and dance around it and do things. I don't want to feel like I'm sitting waiting for the straight people in the class to catch up and learn and really see us and hear us. I'm like, I don't need to talk about my misery every week. Not every week. Sometimes just have a laugh. I like when they have a laugh. Some of the best moments last year, why it was a good season was when they just had crack. And I think that's what that's what's missing a bit from this one because they're rushing every week. Okay, guys, um, who had an emotional time? Me, I did. And then it's like two <laughs> people go. And then the third person, they had a really miserable time and they go, oh my God, babe. Like it's it's just literally it's you could script it. But it was weird that we got everybody. But I I just think on that one the way they segued into it was the most like obnoxious segue I've ever seen. It was like Vanity turns around and like, isn't it mad, guys? The way yesterday we were doing a challenge where we had to pretend we were someone else, and for years we all pretended we were someone else. Give me a break. That was really bad. But I okay, Jane. I, I think you and I had polar opposite experiences to this episode because I was like, "That's actually one of the better ones." I thought it felt like we got to see everybody. It wasn't just focusing on a one person's trauma. It was kind of spread over, and I thought it felt like a more natural conversation than some of the U.S. ones. Yeah, because I feel like in the U.S. one, they come in, they come in with their script written down. They rehearse oh, yeah. in the evening, mm-hmm. like they have gone over it. The way the way you work with a joke writer, they have they've worked with mm. a, a trauma writer. They <laughs> yeah, have it, Jackie everything, Cox. everything ready to go. <laughs> yeah, Jackie Cox ready to go. Set up. She so, chopped right, up that trauma the- and served it up episode by episode. You know. <laughs> yeah, and I took what used to be a source of fear for me and made it into my strength. It was like, what are Americans talking about half the time? I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> what are you talking about? River Medway said one of those things that was like, it turns out the things that were holding back were the things that everyone wants. It was like, are you sure you're just not that good at it, sweetheart? Like, like you're not ready. Also, you're not, I, this, these, are not, these are not things to be having a thought to be realizing on the TV. You need to be developing your craft and your practice and your graft in the clubs. Yeah, well, with River Medway coming out and saying like, oh God, you know, you spend so much, I've spent so much of my life doing this. It's like, you're about 12, you know, come on. Like, that's not, <laughs> like, you're not like staring back on the precipice of death, you know? <laughs> Yeah. That is her reality, and that is uh, part of the hubris of youth to not know that everyone else around you is going, well, you, you chill out. Yeah. <laughs> You're 24. <laughs> like, that is part of the deal. With all this c- contention on the podcast this week, I think we would need to turn to two sound minds for a bit of advice. Yeah, and now we haven't got a sponsorship deal with BetterHelp, so we can't help you with a. With, with, a, with a promo code for that but we do know two people who are fit for the job Grove Farrelly comedian extraordinaire friend of the pod and Eurovision winner Neve Kavanagh have a new podcast on the network called Agony Rants Unexpe- I would I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that it is an unexpected you know BFF friendship uh, they have been friends for many years and have been through the highs and lows and are very good at being able to to give sound advice sound solid advice and who better to give you sound solid advice than a gay stand-up comedian and a Eurovision winner really so get into it Agony Rants coming soon to the Head Stuff Podcast Network why can't I not say podcast Hello, I'm Gerald Farrelly. And I'm Neve Kavanagh. And we have been friends for a very long time. And that is what we are offering you on our new podcast, Agony Rants. If you need a support group and want to tell us a secret. Or if you need someone to champion you or just cheer you up. Or maybe even some advice. On how to burn down a house or blow up your life or get revenge. So send your secrets, stories and problems to agonyrants at gmail.com. Agony Rants, coming soon to the Head Stuff Podcast Network. 
Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. It sounds a little suggestive, I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, it was a little bit. It's very Cadbury's Caramel Bunny. <laughs> On this week's episode of The Workroom, James is finding Canada a bit size exclusive. You know, there are plenty of big girls who can do splits and kicks and all the rest of it, but a lot of them probably find them more challenging. So just if you're going to reward a skill set that typically bigger queens won't necessarily have to the extent that it's always going to make it a winning game for a bigger girl in a lip sync. Like, that's just not fair. And I am finding that Jade Jolie brings a whole new energy to her time on Dragula. And it did sort of remind me of, I think, when we had Flo and Joan on talking about All Stars 5, and they were like, oh yeah, Blair St. Clair came back to be like, I'm a bad girl now. That's kind of the energy we're getting <laughs> with Jade Jolie. So that's The Workroom over in the Sissy That Pod, a premium feed. Just head over to headstuffpodcast.com for five euro a month. You can get all the past episodes and future episodes in which we cover the diverse world of drag race outside of the UK and the US. See you over there. I, I will chat about the guest judges for a little bit because RuPaul introduced Nadine Coyle as being on I'm a Celebrity, which I thought was an absolute crime to pop music. Like, didn't mention Girls Aloud at all. Didn't say how she's a Gemini. No. But Did I, not. Just, I didn't expect him to get that reference. That's why we got K- Kitty Scott Claus. But the fact that he was like known for being on I'm a Celebrity... Nadine Coyle. I mean, she she ate an anus though, so that's like I me. Mean, it's kind of funny. <laughs> what about Sound of the Underground? And that's that's very relatable to gays as well, you know. Yeah, gays love eating anuses. No, I yeah, I don't know. I kind of felt like Nadine was being very obliging being there. It was kind of like they were like, "Will you do this?" And she's like, "Okay." <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I'll do it. Whatever. I feel like she just was being there and she's just being supportive to the gays. So like, that's what that's what I think she was doing there. She wanted um, to make sure she was being booked on the 2022 Pride gigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she has to keep herself going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also Lulu. My first reference point for Lulu is Abfab. Like in my head, Lulu is the Abfab actress, and then secondary, she's the legendary pop singer. Did you um, do you not remember the take that? That's song? what I remember her for. Uh, no. So yes, relight my yeah, fire featuring no, Lulu wasn't. in mm, 1993. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, I was also very young then, but I feel like it had an enduring legacy that stuck a state around for a long time. <laughs> there wasn't as many pop songs at the time, but yeah, I just I like the I think high quality guest Lulu. Yeah. But also to be fair, Abfab is also around that time, and that's made it to me. So that's not really an excuse. <laughs> I enjoy Lulu's manic energy. And the way most of her comments just seem to be like random sort of adjectives and like verbs thrown as like armchair hypocrisy, mm, watermelon explosion. Like it just was like someone was like throwing words at her and she was saying them that like none of it seemed to make any sense. Um, like what she said about one of them was like, that girl's my hayride. Like, <laughs> I, was like I don't understand where this is coming from, but I'm here for it. <laughs> I mean, I don't think she looks a lick over 55 as well. She's looking fantastic as well. So fair play to her. And she looks uh, very natural and wrinkly, which we don't often we see don't. anymore these no, days. No, we don't. Without judgment, but I did notice <laughs> it. Uh, without judgment to the wrinkly or the smooth. Um, I don't know. I thought she was good. And I thought she had good comments. And she was like, that's not a bowl. I thought that was good. Someone needed to say that. Like, that's a, a Upside disaster. Down <laughs> yeah. That was a very... What was the girl last year who kept having bad looks all the time, but we really liked her? Oh, tea or coffee. She, 
tea coffee yeah mm. it was like you can't come out here looking like that it was like uh, what, what was it like i thought they were sweets at first and then they were little a little cotton or felt things felt like, bananas like i don't know i thought it was sweets i thought the idea would, if, if you're sketching that idea to go what about i have it as little sweets you know them foam bananas or something mm. eat the sweets i don't know anything that was just i mean my heart went out to her. I was like, oh God, that's very, very That bad. was a tea coffee level look though. That was a bad Oh, one. I think that was worse. I think that was lower level than tea coffee. She specified as well that she'd made it herself. Probably because like many of her designers were like, don't attribute that to me. <laughs> but um, yeah. for me, it's on par with the tea coffee ice cream. Oh yeah, actually it kind of was at that. Mm. But at least yeah. that had some kind of like wafer <laughs> design <laughs> on the yeah, bulk, okay, on enough, the, yeah. the cone. <laughs> It looked like part of, you know, when they make their own outfits as a challenge, which is the best episode every time yeah. when they make their own outfits. It looked like she was the the end of the first day. That's what it looked like. What about, so the category was, was feeling fruity, at which point RuPaul roars laughing at that runway title for some reason. He found that absolutely hilarious. Uh, Treats of May was up first. I thought, yeah, we've kind of, I mentioned already, I thought it was great. It was very Treats of May with the sort of Spanish ruffle and everything. The fruit ball on the head, the characterization was fantastic. Didn't love the makeup, but overall, like, it was one of the best for Teresa, I thought. I completely agree. Yeah, I thought it was a totally good look. I thought she was absolutely fine. Mm. She, yeah. she was fruitier than a kind of lustre fruit cocktail. I um, I loved it. I thought it was really cute. I loved the, like, velvety stuff that was made out of I liked that she... I like that we found out more about her, that she collects fruit stickers. Stickers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't have expected that from you, Theresa May. Um, but I, I thought it was one of the best on the runway. I really liked it. Mm. In, in terms of, like, getting her stamp on the look, it's, like, spot on. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel the judges are a bit harsh on Crystal's runway, even though I did come out of it and I did instantly see that tartan look that she had made. But I was like, but... She didn't make this here. She still, I thought she still looked good, but I both agree and then don't want to agree with the judges when they say it's become a bit samey. Yeah, but there was loads of fruit bowls of apples and bananas. There was a couple of yeah. them. There was only one dragon fruit and she looked like a dragon fruit and she looks like absolutely stunning as mm. well. I thought it was great. And to replace that kind of white grayish thing, the fruit, the, the what do you call it? The flesh of a dragon fruit with being... Uh, like drag also drag mm-hmm. get it yeah. drag because it's drag queens <laughs> um dragon fruit i thought she just looked like one yeah she's like and the thing about them look it looks like the other look it was like somebody wears that every time it's like when they make the ones bob the drag queens dress out of paper someone always looks like that it's just part of the drag race move i don't i was i thought it was boring i thought it was kind of finicky yeah like saying it was like the other one i was like yeah but this is stunning i like mm-hmm. i love the whole thing i love the colors i love the material of it I loved all the, everything about it was perfect. I think she can just do no wrong on the runway. That's, that's just it. Yeah. And I think sometimes they all, they say, yeah, if I had money to pay designers, whatever. Yeah, she's paying designers, but I think she also knows how to do it. Yeah. Like you can have loads of money and go buy your clothes in town and still look horrible. You have to have something else. Yeah. And I think she has whatever that is. And also I keep freaking out that she's 19. That is so young. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. But like also... Like, I don't know, who's first go to when you're told like, oh, you've got to do a fruit based runway is like a dragon fruit. Like, mm. And then like it's it's a really it, it's a fruit that I don't know, I, I, th- I thought it was a really clever decision to go with that. And like the dragon fruit is like loads of beautiful colors and like it yeah. looks really well with like the, the, the inside bit with the black seeds. Like you, you're absolutely right. Someone wears a bodysuit with something over every single week on the runway. You know, Graham sort of said, well, you've said a really high bar for you. So this isn't quite hitting the 
previous looks we've seen. I'm like, fair enough, but it still is amazing. So like, yeah, I know, think that's a great that. unfair comment for a show in which you have to bring everything with you, in which you can't change anything beyond the point. Like whatever about shows where you can, you, like Bake Off, where you go mm-hmm. home for a week and you get to decide and design a cake and then bake it and bring it into the, the you know, you, you can't change what you brought with you at that point. So yeah. I think it's next, a really unfair. Criticism. Next week, Crystal is hitting the runway in that horrible jumper that, uh, that <laughs> Culkin. the Macaulay Culkin wore. And you know what? She's going to look stunning yeah. in it. She'll look stunning. <laughs> yeah. Graham Norton, bit of a bitch, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'd agree. He's not the Graham Norton that we know and, and mm. love. No. You know when sometimes, like, you know when, like, people who are, like, wild queers and as they get older they become kind of like settled down and they like this beautiful antique chair that I got in it that, I bought that in a market in London 1975 and they kind of get a bit old and boring I like when they also are freaks and I feel like Graeme Norton sorry now I know he's a judge and we're talking about the girls <laughs> but I feel like gone a bit Tory for my vibes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Joe, I do love Graham, but I don't think he's really brought up this season. And to be fair, I don't really think Alan has either. So I think there's been an overall... Yeah, but again, they're only popping in. That's the thing. The whole thing's recorded in a few days. They're only popping in. But Graham Norton is a man who had on television the women shoot the ping pong balls out of their vagina. Yeah. Like, how do you... I just feel like, come on. He's a bit kind of... He's a bit rigid in his his criticism. It's kind of the same story as RuPaul then. Because you think like RuPaul back at like the crazy club kid days was kind of mm. that same sort of stuff you know in the punk band and all the rest of it and now is like very settled and sort of you know that exact same like kind of love, loves nothing more than a, than a nice sit down and you know kind of a, a, a glass of posh water out of a, a fancy bottle um, yes. and like that they're both kind of they're both and they both I suppose use the fact that they were real alternative in the past as like permission then to judge people who are being alternative and different now but actually they're very settled and, and they maybe aren't getting yeah it, you are like thinking that this is the same this is so Graham Norton Graham Norton but it's so like and you know Father Ted Graham Norton although I know Father Ted is cancelled now <laughs> but um but like it just it doesn't seem like the same person but I felt like season one and two, like the, the critiques were constructive, but like just saying, oh, you've set a real high bar for yourself. So that's not constructive. That's just, you know, mean spirit. It's actually kind of useless. It's like, all right. Yeah. What am I going to do with that? Nothing. What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I do love Graham, but even I was a bit like, ah, no, come on. That, that is frustrating. Look, I'll forgive him. I still like him and I'm still, I like his story of his life. I like Graham Norton, but... I just think he's a bit dull on this. Yeah, yeah. Lulu had the best critique when she called Scarlet Harlot's lime dress wet lettuce because it was mm-hmm. bang on and it was construction, <laughs> which is give us a lime, not a wet lettuce. <laughs> that was a weird choice, wasn't it? That dress. What the hell was that? Yeah. And I it wasn't even done well. It. Like it was just a, like yeah, it was all just very like sort of poured down, like paint glooping. Uh, yeah, it was a very odd choice. Is Scarlet divisive? Do you? I like Scarlet. I'm Team Scarlet. I can't. I'm. I'm not so sure. I like Scarlet. I found her very annoying last week when she went all mental after everyone said her name, and then the way she kept bringing it up, and then like throughout this sort of episode, it was all like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you, girls. I'm gonna get you all." And then in the like untucked bit against River, where she was like, "Oh, do you know? Remember last week? Do you remember last week when you said that I was on the downward trajectory? And now you're in the bottom. Do you remember that? Yeah, just glad you remembered it. 
You know, like it was just sort of mean. I find it very confusing because I quite fancy her in drag, which is <laughs> <laughs> very confusing for me. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I'm like, hmm, how lovely. I don't know. I can't. I'm not going. But did you like picture. the the white and neon green makeup she had on this week? Was that doing it for you? Oh, I didn't pick up on such details. I think she had. Did she have um, lime green eyelashes? There was something I just I thought the makeup the whole thing was off for me. I kind of feel she's yeah, being okay. kept in for a journey style, you know, redemption, I guess. They've picked her to be the scrappy London girl who finds the decorum and overcomes her inner saboteur. I think there's another, yes, there's another breakthrough and breakdown for Scarlett. <laughs> the highs store. and lows. I think there is. <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race UK season three, the rise and fall and rise again of Scarlett Harlot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do think. Well, next up on the runway is Ella Viday in her watermelon look. And that was fine. But the judges seemed very complimentary for it. And I was like, is it just because... It's the best of a mediocre bunch. Like, I don't know. I thought it was. It felt like she went after two people who were bad. And it felt like that was even that was edited. Yeah. well. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was enough. Yeah, it wasn't a particular uh, showstopper, no. but it felt like, yeah, that was enough. She looked lovely. She looked like Jane McDonald <laughs> as per my favorite. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that was enough. Um to get to get through to win i was like yeah you did a yeah. good enough job in the thing and now you look well so you can win mm. once you scrape any way a look then you're fine to win this i, I think they they obviously made a decision in the editing not to focus on the fact that there had been like a reveal thing on it so like there's like the big yeah. and then she dropped it and she had this train thing and that was the right decision because the train thing didn't really work but mm-hmm. i i did think she definitely looked the best on the runway i i really liked her her watermelon um outfit <laughs> Oh, yeah, nothing against it. Sometimes you have like a you, you sort of like step back out of yourself and hear what you're you're really having an impassioned debate about, <laughs> and you realize, yeah, I really liked her watermelon look. I was just having the same thought. This whole thing is so ridiculous. <laughs> I, was like, I was literally just as you were saying, I was like, this is ridiculous. I was like, first of all, the season is not really pulling its weight, and here's us doing our best. Pull, well, you know, we can talk about we talked about Graham Norton for a while there. We're trying our best to make this as interesting as possible, and then you're having a serious thing. You said. Something there, and Keen, you just went. You you said the train didn't really work, and Keen, you went mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. as if that was like the two is like. Mm-hmm, yeah, you've lost. You've done too many episodes. This podcast, James you need to take a break. From the house of Versace, with all of my expertise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and that train did not work, sister. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't catch me dead. Vanity Milan, then another football on the head. This actually for for Vanity was I quite liked it. Like the color on her. I like the rough. I kind of liked how she made the basket out of the braids. But like, yeah, it was overall it was average, but I thought it was one of her best. I, I thought it was just a bit. I thought it was just fine. I didn't really have anything like Like, I, I don't know. I was just thinking, was it um, like Jaden? What's her name? Who won the the, the season 12? Jaden. Jaden. Jaden Essence Hall. Jaden Dior Fierce, a different drag queen. Mm-hmm. Like she had done something where she had like built a headpiece out of braids and it was like a full wig mm-hmm. whereas this was just like a hat stuck on top. So I think there's like little details like that that do sort of elevate these looks and with her, the way she had to keep holding it sort of distracted yeah, me a yeah, bit. Yeah, the hand. Yeah. But she was also able to walk without it. And then she also referenced wanting to walk like those women who can balance things on their head. And I was like, well, then just cheat. Find a way to make it look like that. If you can't do that, fine. But construct it in such mm. a way that it's going to sit there and look amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think it seems a real, it feels really weird that Teresa is gone. 
yes, she had to go. It's the kind of the worst way to go. It's like you're you're shit. Actually, but did she have not to that go? somebody was better? Like, she, she... I thought so. I thought that was really poor lip sync tonight. It was so boring to watch. Yeah. It was not connected to the song. But she shouldn't have been. She shouldn't have been in the bottom three, let alone the bottom two. Like her, she had a safe snatch game. She was middle of the board. I would say oh. one of the best runway looks. So she shouldn't have been bottom three. She shouldn't have been in the lip yeah. sync. And fine, okay. And yeah, it wasn't a good lip sync. But based on the running order of the show, like you can't be getting rid of her and bring someone else back who hasn't deserved it. She deserves to be there. But but sometimes you just have to because the, the lip sync was not good. If you watch that in the George or wherever, you'd be like, that was a bit crap, that bit. Yeah, I think River Medway in the lip sync, wearing that, wearing that thing, like she took off the, the bowl, as she called it, to reveal nothing just tights and basically she was in tights and some stickers that's what she was wearing as her look to lip sync but poor Theresa May you need to plan better than that she took off she couldn't do it with the headpiece fine but you need to plan better than than pulling a wig out of whatever she pulled it from and then spent the first half of the lip sync trying to fix the wig I mean that was just I I think that if Theresa had been able to do even like I think if Trita had even been able to like give like a tiny bit more of a performance and hadn't had the real messy wig thing like I think she would have been saved because she has been such she's been so solid she's gotten good critiques and she's like I think it would be obvious from a judges and producers perspective that she's going to be a fan favorite but with the way that went like you, you had no choice but to get rid of her because she had just like like it, it, it had just been messy to watch and she wasn't really engaged with the song until midway through and then it was kind of boring. Yeah, but you should be ready. That's stuff you need to have ready and know. How, loads of times we've seen them take off things that they, there's loads of looks we've never even seen where they take off something <laughs> for the lip sync that we were like, oh, check this out. They had that in there. You, ne- you never know. And, but you just have to be ready. Like when you're working, whoever made that stuff with her or for her, when you're going, Okay, and what if you have to lip sync? Okay, that should be one of the priorities yeah. that you think of. How do I go from this headpiece into being able to lip sync? Like that's that should have been there. So, and I thought you had to say no. I had to had to send them both home. I don't think there was a choice. I do. I feel they've saved people for just as little. To be yeah, honest, maybe in the maybe. past. Can't like people, you know, for because producers like them, and it's just like, all right, so you're getting rid of all of our other favorites. Why not yeah. get rid of this one as well? <laughs> Did you say? Like, I really enjoyed the episode yeah. up until that point. I was like, I thought I was enjoying the reading challenge. I thought I was really enjoying Snatch Game. And then I was just pissed off that they sent her home. I thought it was kind of the most exciting part of the episode, even though I didn't like it. I didn't <laughs> want to see Teresa May go home. Yeah. I think she's been the most consistently entertaining throughout it. For As in entertaining drag queen, don't mind entertaining person in the workroom. I thought she's been the most entertaining in both kind of throughout. So I thought it was crap, but I thought like, I didn't think they had a choice. It feels weird when it was finished. It was like, that was awful. Like, that was crap. Like, somebody was always going to beat River Medway at some point. You know what I mean? Uh, like, you know that from the walk walk in. You're like, okay, well, she won't get to the end. Fine, no problem. That's part of it. Um, But, like, I don't know. I just thought it was a shame. I had her pegged for top three or top four. So just disappointed. Because I do believe she is good enough to do a better lip sync than that. I remember that song used to be on when you'd be in Doyle's when you were 18 and 19 and everybody would be jumping up and down the whole time. They used to play it towards the end of the night as a big climax. And neither of them were doing anything that looked yeah. like that. Like just nothing like it. Yeah. So I was like, 
what do you even know what this is supposed no. to be do you are you that's what it felt like it was like are you aware of it's supposed to be you pretending to sing the song and dance around are you aware it felt that poor to me i do wonder if it's because someone who's not sort of from the uk and someone who's only like 22 or 23 so they don't like that 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 Lulu song might actually mean nothing to them because that would be the same memories I would have about that song would be hearing it like screeched on yes. nice out and that sort of like it's always one of those like that jump around song would be in the same sort of thing of like it was one that would get people up to just like bop up and down and it needed a lot of energy and sort of craziness to it so maybe just because neither of them like had that they didn't go for that performance of it Shane Dabber thank you so much for joining us what do you have coming up that you can share I have a few gigs in November coming up so they're on my Instagram in my link tree I just put them in today it is a bit of tidying up in advance of the Sissy That Pod boys and so it's in my (laughs) link tree there's three gigs in uh, all in Dublin one of them isn't announced yet because it's a secret Um, uh, it's not a big giant deal it's just a comedy club that never says who's playing until they're there but I will be announcing it in advance Do you know, I have to say, I'm excited that we're going to get an opportunity to vent in person with a group of like-minded individuals at the end of this season. We we are going mm. to be having a Justice for Teresa rally before the live uh, the live um, the live episode. So get ready for that as well. Make your placards now. Mm, exactly. Bring your chorizos and. Trita may be gone, yeah, but never forgotten. <laughs> and look, if you're as fed up with Drag Race after this episode, and maybe you want to watch another reality TV series, but you love drag and you don't want it to, to veer too far away, then check out Dragula. It's all on Shudder, which is a premium service that you're probably just going to have to pay for. Um, but when you watch it and you love it, you can check out our premium feed and we recap it over there. And next week, we'll be just chatting with the winner of Glow Up Ireland, Glenn Edward. Yeah, very excited to get a chance to have a chat to him about the most recent episode. He has a lot of insight into that type of like ghoulish glamour makeup, as you will have known if you watched him on on Glow Up itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so insightful about kind of the, the world of horror drag and even able to give some insight into what horror drag is like here in Dublin with the ghoulesque group. Mm, absolutely so that's gonna be out next wednesday the our recap of the first episode is out now so next wednesday plenty of time to go find shutter download it watch drag it catch up on last week's episode and then watch this week's episode just in time for wednesday to hear the episode play. and fyi you get a seven day free on mm. on shutter so get on there you can watch the first two episodes right now Actually, the first three before you'd have to pay. You'd be yeah. able to cancel that bitch if yeah, you don't like if it. if you don't like it. Exactly. You know? So there you go. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back with you next Thursday in the May Pete for another goddamn episode of UK3. Uh, if you Let us know your thoughts on this week's episode. Did you like Snatch Game? Did you not? Did you like McCarthy Cooking? Did you not? There was a lot of things that we want to hear a lot of opinions on. So hit us up on, on Instagram mm-hmm. at SissyThatPod. Uh, I'm going to go have a lie down. I'll talk to you next week. See you. Love you. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. 